This is Person of Interest with Q102's Jeff Thomas. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Person of Interest podcast with Jeff Thomas. I'm Natalie Jones, and I've conducted yet another interview this week with Mary Miller. She's acting CEO of Jancoa, local janitorial services here in Cincinnati, but she's so much more than that. She's a published author. Her book, Changing Direction, 10 Choices That Impact Your Dreams. I'm actually halfway through it right now. She gifted it to me after this conversation, and it really has changed the way I've looked at life. I feel way more capable than I did before. You can buy that on Amazon. And she's a woman of change just by breaking life down to the simplest forms. We all have so much more capabilities inside of us. And she truly believes that each person can ignite those and use them as a force to catalyst their lives into the life that they really want if you can embrace change. She also says status quo only brings death. Now, that may sound intense, but Mary is really not that intense. She's warm. She's loving. She's a mother. She's a grandmother. And she is someone that makes you feel so included, loved, and important just by being around her. I really, really enjoyed our conversation. I hope you do, too. This is Mary Miller. I love it when things come together in a way you just can't always plan it. It's Mm kind of like the Dream Manager book. How do you put on your dream list to have a best-selling author write a book about the program you create for your company? That's what I wanted to ask you about that. So you came up with the Dream Manager program. Yes. And by the way, everybody, this is Mary Miller. Hello. Hello. You are CEO and primary shareholder of Cincinnati's local Jancoa. Yeah. Jancoa Janitorial Business uh, Services. My husband started it 47 years ago when he was 19 years old. Yeah. Can we start? We'll just start at the beginning. And by the way, side bit, Jancoa cleans this building. Excellent. Yeah. Cool. The people here, the people, they are very, very nice. I talk Good. to them every day. They're Thank great. you. I appreciate that. Uh, we have great team members for sure. Yeah, they seem happy. Yeah. You know, they're always asking me how I'm doing. I'm like, I'm yeah. doing great. You're holding a bag of garbage. How are you doing? You know? <laughs> and they're like, my dad, you know? Like, yeah. They're yeah. wonderful. Okay, so this is, Mary, I met you and I did feel like um, I knew you. I just felt a connection with you immediately. And then the more I learned about you, the more I've just been crazy impressed with your story. Oh, thank it's you. It's so cool. You know, you just mentioned your daughter, and it doesn't yes. say anywhere, I didn't read anywhere that you are a mom. Oh, my gosh, yes. I have, uh, Tony and I have a blended family of five children, <gasps> all adults. Oh, my gosh. Yep. I'm the yep. middle of five. And uh, we have 11 grandchildren. Oh, my God. I yep. don't know. You are truly a woman doing it all. You have kids, <laughs> grandchildren, and you're running this amazing business. So the fact that you are the CEO of Jancora really... I feel like doesn't define you in the least no, at all. No, and you're much more than that. Most of the time, though, we are not our job, yeah. and that is the job. That's what pays the bills. Jancoa cleaning toilets and mopping floors is I've never been my passion in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. It wasn't my husband's dream to be a janitor or start a cleaning company. Sometimes life brings us into situations where we do the best we can where we're at, and if we focus on doing our best and giving our best, it frequently will lead us down a path that we don't see coming with amazing and generous bonuses that makes life so much more fun. Like Tony and I, we've been married 28 years. Mm-hmm. We're Congrats. both on our third marriage. Wow. Yeah. Whoa, what? Whoa, 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 yeah. what? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, girl. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Life doesn't always go the way we dream it to be. But sometimes that's because 
we choose past thinking this is the shortcut to where to get to where I want to be, oh, or this yeah. is the only way, instead of taking a breath and getting clarity about where are we, where do we want to be, is this going to help me get there? Because human beings, we get caught up in the moment. We get caught up in the emotion of what's going on. Yes. And I, I, I believe that there's a reason we're born with a brain and a heart. Mm-hmm. We have to balance logic and emotion on a regular basis. Gosh, that's so tough. It is. You know, it is. But it is possible. It is. You know, I feel like um, personally, I like that. That balance is hard for me. Yeah. And sometimes I'm just leading with emotion, and I'm aware of it, and I'm in it. And then I will negatively be like, you have to stop this. You must do work or, you know, you must silence my emotion in order to be productive. What I like about you is you seem to harness people's emotions to propel them forward. Thank you. That's really well said. This is recorded, right? I can yeah. remember. Yeah. Because <laughs> that, that is exactly what I try to do. I, yeah. I want to get people excited, mm-hmm. whether it's somebody working at Jancoa or what I've been doing more is keynote speaking and traveling the world, getting people excited about what's possible in their life. Yeah. And you have to blend the logic and the emotion on that. The emotion is what gets your attention and moves you forward, and the logic is what helps keep your your balance. And it's just like any mechanical engine or plane or boat. You have to have a a balance as well as a rudder for direction, and I think logic is our rudder. How do you find balance in your life? Oh, I love that question. It really (laughs) is one of my favorites because I struggled with that for years. I was a single mom with three kids for a long time, and I was sales, a 100% commission salesperson. And so, you know, if we were to eat, I had to sell. Yeah. So it was constantly striving on that balance. And so learning the hard way, what I've realized is is prioritizing and being present. Mm-hmm. So like right now, Natalie, I'm enjoying this conversation with you so much. Yeah. But if I was worried about what's going on at the office or what is this customer okay or what am I doing after this and all these different things that are going on outside of these four walls, then I can't be present and have a great conversation with you. So I prioritize and know what my day schedule is, and I'm present where I'm at in the conversations I'm having. I'm here with you, and I'm not worried about is my mom okay in South Carolina or anything else that's going on in my life. That takes a lot of strength, like a lot of mental strength. You work out. I do, yes. And that takes a lot of strength. It does. And it takes habits. Mm-hmm. And that's the way our life works. It starts with our thinking. And our thinking will create our feelings, the emotion component, mm-hmm. which can take us one way or another. When we decide to infuse some logic with emotion to balance things out, then we can make wise choices to move in the direction that will get us the results that we want. I have not always done that. Yeah. <laughs> But you're a mother, you're a grandmother, you've been through a lot. How do you, like, how do you, um, I know this is a big women's empowerment thing and in, in general in life, you know, to, as they say, like, don't carry other people's monkeys. Don't try to not be as too empathetic. You can't change other people's emotions. It's you true. know, you it's can't like, be responsible for other people. Yes. You can only be responsible to them by encouraging them or supporting them. But you have to be yourself throughout. You cannot give yourself away and give somebody else power over you that prevents you from being the best version of yourself. Ooh, yeah, that's 
That speaks to me. That's a that's a tough one, you know. Yeah, it is. I like so. I've read so much about you that you focus on the people over the process. Yes. Which and that is how because Jancoa has gone through when you came into it, it wasn't doing well or how. Can you tell us a little bit about okay. this story? Well, Tony and I we got married in '91. Mm-hmm. I start working with him in '93. At that time, Jancoa had 65 part-time employees. And we were doing a couple million in revenue. And what we realized is here we were now married for a couple of years, five kids, and we were our business was payroll to payroll, mm-hmm. literally. Yeah. That was our goal was making sure we had enough money in the bank each payday mm-hmm. to be able to cover the payroll. And we were on this hamster wheel and we were like, Well, wait a minute. This does not feel good. We're gonna end up with the same problems we had in our past. So we had to hit that pause button and really reflect on our past, what was working, what wasn't working, and what did we have to do differently. And what we realized is that we were not getting younger. <laughs> I mean, the simple truth was we we were going to this program called Strategic Coach for Entrepreneurs, yeah. and we were in this room with all these other entrepreneurs, a lot of financial planners, and it, it all of a sudden hit us because we were so into day-to-day-to-day and payroll-to-payroll, we didn't pause to say, okay, we're mid-30s, late-30s. We don't have a retirement plan. We were just putting everything into this business. Wow. That's kind so of a scary it place. It was. It was a real eye-opener. Yeah. Because I th- and I think that happens to a lot of people where you just get in the habit of living and going one day to the next and not looking at three years, five years, 20 years from now of what life might look like and will I be prepared? Will I be planned? So we decided and we're very intentional that our retirement was going to be selling the business. Awesome. But who would buy this mess? (laughs) 65 (laughs) employees working payroll to payroll. Who would want that? So we decided to be very intentional to make Jancoa an amazing business that somebody one day would want to buy and fund our our retirement and live happily ever after. Mm -hmm. Well, today we have over 600 full-time employees, and we're still just in the greater Cincinnati area, northern Kentucky and southeast Indiana. Mm -hmm. And that's intentional because it's a quality of life issue. I have a lot of very successful, wonderful friends that are in multi-states, 48 states, and they don't sleep. They they travel all the time. They're stressed. They don't know their family. It, that's just not the quality of life that we want. Yeah. Do they have bigger bank accounts? Yes. But that's not necessarily the quality of life that brings the happiness that we're looking for. So we've been very intentional to grow that. And today we have four, three members of our second generation running the day-to-day with a fourth member that is a good friend of my. It's my our daughter who's business development. My brother-in-law is vice president of day operations. My son-in-law is our COO, and his best friend since they were 12 is our vice president of administration. Oh, wow. So they run the day-to-day, which frees me up to be present and not have to worry about it. And that's one of the tools that I coach all the time at Strategic Coach. I'm one of their associate coaches now, have been for 18 years, is do what you do best. Do what feeds you, what gives you energy, what you always want to do more of. You'll have more fun in life, and you build a team to support you to do the other things that still need to be done. Yeah. And I think our business has grown. It's almost doubled in the past six years, and we don't have a sales team, Natalie. 
all of our business comes from referrals. Because people say things like you did. Your people are so nice. They do a great job. Oh, my gosh. Can I tell you a story? So one of the guys, when I was on nights, one of your employees brought me dinner. Oh, my goodness. He was the nicest man. He was from, he heard me speak about Puerto Rico on the radio and a Puerto Rican artist that I was introducing a song about. And I didn't know much about Puerto Rico. And he said, well, I need to. So he brought me dinner and he said, this is an authentic Puerto Rican meal. So then I made him a meal that I always make as like a give back oh and, and another one for somebody else. Then we like, then we started this pay it forward thing and it went on for a couple of weeks or whatever. That he was so cool. The nicest man in the world. He told me about his, he like went on vacation to visit his kids in Florida and all this stuff. It was amazing. But that he felt wonderful. very happy. He was just brimming with glee all the time. And that, that I feel like that is how you like empower people to do a good job, no matter it what is. they're doing. You, you know? know, there's no such thing as a bad job. It's our attitude that brings mm-hmm. it positive or negative, and how we look at it. And nobody dreams of being a janitor. Yeah, you know, it's a transition job on the way to something else, but people get stuck, and mm-hmm. they're not necessarily sure what to do next. And that was the full impact of the dream manager is to create a program to have different kinds of conversations. What started as a program to help people go after their dreams, dreams, buy homes, get language, become citizens, because 70% of our employees are immigrants immigrants and refugees that agencies like Catholic Charities bring to us that they want a job to help live their dreams. They put everything they can to get out of the ugly problems from their past, and these agencies bring them into town. So we've partnered with them to help give them that opportunity so they do work hard. But it it is one of my favorite stories is when President Kennedy was working on the moon project Mm -hmm. and he went to NASA to check things out, see how things were going. And he stopped the janitor in the hallway and he said to the janitor, excuse me, sir, can I ask you a question? And the janitor said, yes, sir, Mr. President. And he said, can you tell me exactly what is your job? He said, yes, sir, Mr. President. My job is to help put a man on the moon. Wow. So that's our mission. We we empty the trash. We clean the toilets. We make sure your office facility is in the pristine condition as we can yeah. so that you can focus on your job and not have to worry about doing everything else. And it keeps people healthy in the building and the asset protected. Yeah. I think you make being like proud of whatever you're doing. Yeah. Okay. I have lived um, a... A somewhat of a vagabond lifestyle for a long time before I worked here at Q. And I would get cleaning jobs off of Craigslist all the time if I was broke and like oh couldn't goodness. pay my cell phone bill, which happened more often than I like to admit. Right. That I would be 28 years old driving across the country and have like $37 in a bank account. Wow. And it's so easy. And then like, and I did it all the time. And then when I lived in um, Colorado, I would clean houses on the side. No shame in it. And no. it was. Wonderful. I mean, I liked. I kind of liked it. You, you know, know to be Father honest. Graham at and, Xavier University yeah. worked as a janitor in college. John Boehner, previous House Speaker, met his wife as emptying her trash as a janitor. Oh, I did. There are so <laughs> many people that have worked as a janitor at some point in their life. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. Do you say? Oh, I'm going to backtrack for a second here. So you, do you think you work better when there's a little fire under Always. you? Yeah. Always. When you said you were a single mom and you worked 100% on commission of three kids, I like that sounds terrifying to me. It was, but it wasn't as terrifying as having 
a corporate job and being in a bad marriage and seeing my children behaving in ways that was not acceptable. Yeah. So that was the year I turned 30. Natalie, my life imploded that year. It was my second divorce, bankruptcy, unemployment. Oh, my gosh. Man. Oh, the PS to resist us. I had an eviction notice on Christmas Eve. Oh, my gosh. So what I realized is I believed up to that point that everybody else had a better vision and idea of what I should do and who I should be. Yeah. That my knowledge, what I wanted, wasn't what counted. I really believed that at that point. Yeah. So I, I really hit this aha moment. The two by four hit me upside the head and I decided, okay, enough is enough is enough. I am going to take charge of my life as a commissioned salesperson. What I put into it, I get out of it. It's not reporting to somebody else to decide what I was worth mm-hmm. or not and how to do it, not just what to do, but how to do it. I'm, I know now that that was because I have that disease called entrepreneurship. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's and a, I, ugh, yeah, it gets you, doesn't absolutely. it? Absolutely. So, you know, we it. all have different things in our life and gifts that we're born with. Mm-hmm. And it just took me 30 years to uncover what I was meant to do. And a few more years to get refine that and get more clarity that as we build the business and have had amazing success because of the people that we work with and the teams that we've built it's not just because of me. It's because of the people that I'm surrounded by. Yeah. That's a, together we do cre- achieve more. It's not just as a rugged individualist. Someone um, once said to me, so, so you're like building a support community, right? Yes. That's the most important yes, thing. my tribe. Yes. Yeah, it's your tribe. Yeah. And someone said to me once we were arguing and they said, you know, Natalie, you can't just have fun and like not everything in life is happy and i like i solidly disagreed and i was like i think you can have fun and be happy no matter what you're doing some things are more enjoyable than others true but i do think you have the option to make every situation in life as enjoyable as possible and if that is what you're leading with then everything else is easy to do absolutely or you know easier when i decided to enjoy life and stop trying to please everybody else yeah but to do what comes naturally to me and become the best version of myself. Mm-hmm. I became a, a, just read all the time to learn as much as I could and to be able to make those transitions to make those adjustments as we need be. I remember having a spirited conversation with my husband once <laughs> early on working together. I was basically asking him what I should do in a situation and he just put his hands up in frustration. He said, Mary, you have to start acting like an owner. And I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah. I've never owned a business before. Yeah. And he said, well, sometimes you just have to ask for forgiveness and to ask for permission. And that's been my get out of jail free card. Yeah. You know, I, I, I just took the reins off of possibility and I've just gone after it and it's worked beyond my wildest dreams. Wow. I mean, seriously, the reason we started the Dream Manager program for mm-hmm. our employees was because a consultant that I hired for a five-day contract fired me on the second day. Oh, He said he couldn't help me. We had a people problem that we had to fix. So we had to really start asking different questions and start looking at what was working and what wasn't working and what did our key people have in common that we would like to replicate. And the number one problem was transportation. So 
Monday morning, we went out and bought a 15-passenger van, had it painted, Janco employee shuttle, and we start picking people up from their home and taking them to the work and back home again because our public transit system didn't work. This Mm -hmm. was 20 years ago, and our public transit system still doesn't work, but we're fixing that. (laughs) I will have more people that can ride the bus when we start getting the 24-7 bus lines because of the sales tax levy that will be passed next spring. I like your confidence in Absolutely. that. I hope it goes well. I'm on the board, so we've been working really hard hey. to make this happen because of my experience with my business. But when we, what I found, we know, most people know intuitively that if you're in sales or you have a product or service, you have to create value for your customer. Mm-hmm. How many people see that same, I call it Alice in the Looking Glass, that mirror image, to create value for our team members? for the employees, for the people that serve you. Because when we have that balance mm-hmm. and we create value for both sides, it comes back tenfold. And you don't yeah. do it to have it come back, but it feels so good to be able to not just treat customers good, but to treat your employees well and to create programs to help them achieve their dreams as your product or service does to help your customers improve their quality of life. And everybody wins in the process. I know. I just, I agree with you so much. And it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. I, I, like, I personally believe that support, just support community and love will save everything. If we all just support each other and, and like competition is natural and jealousy is natural, you know, they, that happens. And I think hugging those feelings and realizing that mm. it's okay and it's part of life, it's going to happen. Yeah. Don't stop trying to block it Yeah, and just live in it and still support at the same time. And work through it. Yeah. I mean, honestly, almost almost everything. I was trying to think of something that's going so good in my day today that it's always been that way. I mean, people will see me or hear me speak or something, and they think I've had this really blessed life, which I would have to agree. But what they don't know is what I had to get through to get to this yeah. point in my life. Everybody has to go through the struggles and overcome obstacles and find ways to eliminate the dangers that are in the way to be able to capture the opportunities to have the best quality of life possible. There's nobody that owes anybody a great quality of life. It's up to each one of us to make that happen and to tap into resources that are available to help us do that. I went to night classes when I was a single mom. I tapped into reading and workshops and doing whatever I could to learn what I needed to do to be the best me possible. It didn't just happen because I sat on the couch, watched TV, and wished one day somebody will make my life better. And complained about it. Exactly. Do you think, has there always, have you always been like this? Has there been a driving force in you that you've been aware of forever? It was, there was something I thought was inside Natalie, and I hadn't thought about it that way in a long time. But I did have this thing inside, but I was too busy trying to please others. Yeah. So it was pushed down as deep as possible. And it was that year I turned 30, the dam broke free. I'm like, okay, I've lost everything. (laughs) Why not try something different? (laughs) So it's like my husband one time said, and we have these spirited conversations, which is one of the reasons I love them so much. But Tony said to me, Mary, if your goal is to watch every sunrise and you're facing the West, you're going to miss everyone. Oh, yeah. It's really genius. I didn't tell him that, but it's really <laughs> genius. <laughs> Give it a couple because, years. <laughs> honestly, think about it, Natalie. It doesn't take any 
a lot more effort, doesn't take mm-hmm. any more education or money to simply turn directions, to change directions and look in a different way. And there it is. But so yeah. much we're so stubborn as human beings and thinking this is what I want, this is how I have to do it, and we're just going to m- muscle mm-hmm. it through, making life more difficult. But this is a great – This you talk about – okay, so I want to hear about in 2007, <laughs> you and your husband decided to change roles. Mm-hmm. Was that – talk about changing directions and a spirited yeah. conversation. I When I read that, I thought that was incredibly powerful on both of you guys. Well, we were talking, we were having a, a just a great conversation about our activities that mm-hmm. we were doing and what we wanted to do more of and what we wanted to do less of. And Tony says, I really hate being the CEO. I said, I looked at him, I said, are you serious? He said, yeah. I said, I want that job. <laughs> <laughs> and so we switched jobs and we I became the CEO and we became a woman-owned business and I became the primary shareholder. And Tony's Tony, I used to tease him and say he was like the Wizard of Oz. Ignore the man behind the curtain. Yeah, I enjoy being on stage and getting people excited about what's possible. And he loves what we're doing, but he's much happier backstage and having conversations with smaller groups one on one. And really, he knows operations. He's been doing this since he was 19 years old. Will you tell us a little bit about the story of how Jankoa came into? Existence, sure. It was uh, quite simple, actually. Tony was a student at University of Cincinnati, yeah. And his economic professor had casually mentioned outsourcing was going to become a wave of the future, and this was back in '69. And he casually mentioned janitorial services. Tony noticed how dirty the bars were around campus, mm-hmm. and he started cleaning the bars to pay his bar tab. Yeah. Pretty ingenious, I yeah, think. Yeah, it really is. And when his father had to have heart surgery, he just, everybody thought everything was going to be okay. But in, in 1972, there wasn't a whole lot of open heart surgeries. It was still pretty brand new, and he didn't survive. So Tony was 19 and he left school and started, he took that cleaning of what he did at bars and turned it into Jancoa, which was adapted from his father's company name, which was Janco. And he added the A at the end. So it became Jancoa. Although he'll tell most people it's an abbreviation for Janitor Company of America. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It just works. So he started that to support his mom and siblings. And his mom worked with him and his brothers worked with him. His cousin worked with him. And so it started as a family business. And it's, it's evolved quite a bit. And it's just been amazing to watch this process. Again, he didn't dream of being a janitor, but he did want to eat. Yeah. And so we had to do that. And then I was in sales. And when we met, somebody introduced us to each other. It was just crazy. When we started working together in 93, what we really realized is even though we had very different experiences, except for being married twice each. (laughs) (laughs) And we had kids. kids, And we like to eat. (laughs) And have a place to live. That our synergies, our different unique abilities of what comes naturally created the synergy to be able to propel this business and to be able to make it better than it ever had been before. Wow, that's so great. So, yeah, it's it's just been willing to do the hard work, mm-hmm. willing to ask the tough questions and make adjustments and changes along the way, 
and to appreciate every customer and every employee that we work with. Yeah. Because, Tony, you know, we'll hear about somebody that's getting a divorce and our heart breaks for it. But then we, I look at Tony, I said, but think about it. If we weren't divorced twice, we would never have met and gotten married ourselves. It happens. So sometimes you have to work through the ugliness, but the ugliness can bring you to something better. What kind of steps do you take when you're approaching an ugly situation or a tough conversation that you don't necessarily want to have? How do you make it okay? I always start with a question in my mind of what is the end result? You know, Stephen Covey said it best, begin with the end in mind. Mm -hmm. But not just for the moment, not just for the week or the month, but three years from now, what do I want my life to look like? And is this going to help me get there or do I need to make an adjustment? Is this something I need to work through or is this something I need to pause and just let it work through itself? We don't always have to say or do what comes to our mind. We've got this weird balance of critical and inner coach within Mm -hmm. us. And way too often we let the critical voice take over our actions instead of releasing that power first, finding a way to release that energy that's built up inside of us because of negative, intense negative feelings create an urgency that we feel we have to say something or do something right away. And that's what creates mm-hmm. most of our problems. So and true. this is, and I'm not a psychologist. <laughs> this is just my life. <laughs> you know, what I've learned I, and experienced. I, I like want to start journaling right now. I'm like, can I take a break? I need to start taking notes here. I'm like trying to make eye contact. There's so much. You've sparked so much in my brain. That's good. That's my keynote speech, spark change, dream big, because you never know what's going to spark that mind to think differently because that's what changes our direction. Yeah. It's just that little spark of thinking about something differently. And that can come from music. It can come from books, mm-hmm. from movies. It can come from conversations. Are you ever amazed by how, um, how unique your way of thought is and way always. of life. Always. Like, how I think it should life? be natural. I think, seriously, you know this. And then when I get in a group of people that do think the same way and we're yeah. feeding off each other, we're like, how come nobody else thinks that? Yes. <laughs> I, um, yeah. I have a woman here in the office that I talk to all the time and her and I vibe so well. A lot of the times I cut myself off from explaining myself and say, oh. you know what I mean. And she always says, no, I don't. Like, I never do. You need to stop saying that. That's I don't awesome. get it. I'm yeah. like, really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, well, we then. are also, because we all have very different experiences, and mm-hmm. we're all a a sum of what we've been through in our life. And it's not just our experiences, but also what we've read and what we see. And there's so much media and TV and everything at us today, things that our parents never had to deal with. Yeah. That we're dealing with because there's so much more information, you know. I mean, I yeah. still, I still remember when news wasn't twenty four seven. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I remember the pre-internet <laughs> time. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's just we're bombarded all the time with stuff, so we have to be responsible for ourselves. You know, I want to know more about. Are you from Cincinnati? Yes, I am. Cincinnati, born and raised. Love Cincinnati. Where are you from about in the area? I've been everywhere, man. Except I've never, sorry, but I've never lived on the west side. <laughs> what? I'm from the west side. Okay. The closest okay. I've been to the west side is Sharonville. I okay. lived there for a few years. That does not that even center, count. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. But I love all of Cincinnati. So yeah. I've been 
from Sharonville to Milford to Eastgate area. I live downtown now. I've even lived in northern Kentucky over the years. Gotcha. So I've dabbled in a lot of the areas. And what I love today about this community is it's it's growing in such an amazing way. Yeah. And it's the city's just coming alive and I love that there's so many people that have put so much of their own passion and energy yes. into making that happen. Yeah, it's pretty the cool status to Status quo only brings death. We have to keep building and making things better to be able to do it. So from the, the news of the Hard Rock Cafe taking over the casino, having mm. that excitement mm. there, the Millennium deal starting to come together, we're going to fix our transportation issues. Yes. You know, I, people say all the time about board members should ride the bus and I can walk to my office, so I don't need to ride the bus. But my team members, I have 600 people, and I only have less than a dozen that ride the bus because the hours don't work. The scope and span doesn't work. Mm -hmm. The frequency doesn't work. But it will. With the sales tax, when that passes, there's going to be so many more people that will be able to ride the bus to get to where they want. Because if they miss the bus now, they may have to wait an hour for the next one. With the, uh. When the sales tax passes, it's going to be every 15 minutes. So it's just going to make things so much easier for so many people. And it's going to run six routes that carry 50% of the people today will run 24-7. Wow. Well, we're lucky that someone like you is on the board and oh, thank you. leading the way here. I'm going to say we have a great group of board members, though. Everybody's really determined to help make this work. Awesome. Absolutely. You know what? I mean, because I feel in a safe place here, I've never been on the streetcar. And I have been a resident. Of, I lived in down. I lived in Northern Run before the streetcar existed. Yeah. Moved away for a while, and now I spend the majority of my time there now. And still, I walk everywhere. The streetcar is great. I've ridden. My husband and I have ridden it a few times. Yeah. And I just since we're talking about this now, I have to make really clear okay. that the city is taking the streetcar over. Okay. And this levy will have only to do with the bus. Okay. Cool. No money will be going to the streetcar with this tax. Levy, okay. Cool. With the sales tax, it's. Only for the buses. Okay, great. But they're great. We want to be a community of multimodal. Lots of different ways to get around. Mm. From the first mile, last mile, creating more bike paths. And that's what the Transportation <sighs> Coalition at the Chamber, which I'm part of also, is really pushing. Because we want to make our region so much smaller, so to speak. So if you want to go someplace, you can get there without having to own a car. And that's something that would make our community so much stronger. Oh, we have yes. companies that want to come here, but we have to increase our talent base and our way to be able to transport those people from where they live to where the jobs are. Ah, amen. And education and health care. I'm not getting any I, younger. I, I There's a even. lot of seniors that have problem getting to their doctor's appointments yeah. because of the the bus system, the what we have today. And they do have vans that pick, I know. Access, yep. We have mm. lots of for handicapped, and that's going to increase. Mm. And we're going to have a special program with um, the Hamilton County Chamber for the helping with the special needs so people with low income or issues can get special passes and pricing. Oh, great. To be able to help with the lower income. Hey, Mary, you're just so passionate about everything. Yeah. You know, is there anything that you've done and is there anything that you put your time into that you that you don't really care about? Not today. Yeah. There has been. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm very grateful. I have one of my uh, my accountants in my office. I, I go into her office still and thank her for being part of our team because yeah. I used to have to work Saturdays and Sundays uh -huh. to do all the invoicing and the accounts oh, receivables yes. and everything else because I did all the sales and, and networking and that during the week. 
And I, you, we can all do what needs to be done. Yeah. But man, there's times I've done things that I don't ever want to do again. Oh gosh, same. yeah. I feel like sitting and doing spreadsheets sucks the life out of me. Yes, it does. <laughs> oh my gosh. I okay. So I feel like personally, what I am struggling with now and asking friends with help is like there are so many things that need to be done in my life, but I don't have time to get them all done. But I do them, and then it sucks my brain out, and yeah. then I'm not creative, and I'm I'm paid to be. I'm like my job in my life is a creative brain, you know. Yeah. And how I'm like, how do I? I can't afford to pay anybody to do this. What am I so, going to do? So the question would be, like, my kids would always, when they were growing up, our kids would want something. Mm-hmm. And we would say, so how many toilets do you think we have to clean to be able to afford that? Yeah. So the question is, it's not that you can't have it. It's okay, not now. But if this is something you want, what would you have to do to make that happen? What would that look like? Too often, our human brains will shut down now. I can't do that. I can't afford that. Okay. What if you could? Yeah. What would that look like? And what would you have to do to get from where you're at to get to where you want to be? Because I felt stuck for a long time. Mm -hmm. I didn't get unstuck. Nobody unstuck me. There's no shoehorn for that. Yeah. We have to be able to figure out what it is we want and, and take little steps along the way. Make a list of all the obstacles that are in the way of having the life of your dreams. And just come up with a strategy for each one just to get the momentum moving. Because it is possible. It is possible. It is possible. I have one of our team members, Rolando, has been with us for over 20 years. Mm -hmm. And he came from Guatemala. And he came here not so much for his own dreams, but the dreams for his family to have a better quality of life. Mm -hmm. And he is an amazing manager for us. And today, both of his daughters have graduated from the University of Cincinnati, and they're both nurses at UC Health. Ooh, go! So, yeah. And that's, when you see this family together, they're always smiling. They're always yeah. happy. But they've worked through the tough stuff to get there, to make it happen. It's not going to come just because we wish it. You have to be willing to take the steps to do something. Well, and like going through it, I would say like remaining grateful yeah. Is huge. Huge. And having the strength to go through it, I it's I feel like it's more enjoyable than people think, you know, I sometimes. Agree. I feel like it can be really fun. Like the the really scary part, I mean, I say this because I feel like right now my life is in chaos, but like yeah. every day I'm like just learning more things. It's, it's like Nemo. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. swimming. <laughs> just keep swimming. Or Dory. It wasn't Nemo that said that. Was oh, yeah. Dory. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, so what do you do for fun? I dance. Yes. <laughs> That's actually how we met. Yes, was the Dancing with your heart. Dancing with your heart. And I have always loved to dance. And so, mm-hmm. but I've never really intentionally done something like competing, like for this, but I'm having a blast. It's pushing me out of my comfort zone all yeah. the way. And I must say, you know, that Mary's motivation and innovation, you hear her right now, she, of course, is leading everybody. <laughs> She's already winning. And you know what? Like, when I met you and then I, like, looked to see, like, oh, you're the one who's leading. I was like, Dude, she's going to win no matter what. She's not going to let anybody else come close to her. Yes, I, I told the professional Jeremy from yeah. um, Arthur Murray out in Montgomery. I said, first, I want you to know I want to win. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, And I don't always win, but it's like yeah. our business. I got tired of losing contracts and say, well, you came in second. 
seriously. What do I have to do to win it? Oh, my gosh. My son-in-law says second is first loser. Yes. <laughs> Dude, that is why, like, one of the reasons why I had to, unfortunately, drop out of the dance with your heart is mm. I came into it same to my, to Brandon on our first on our first uh, meeting, and I said, okay, number one, I want to win, and number two, I'm coordinated, and I think I can do this. What do we have to do? I don't want to lose. I don't lose. I was like, I do not lose. And then the more I got into it and realized I didn't have the time for it, I was like, I can't. This is, it's not going to be up to the par that I want it to be. I don't, I can't be a part. But that's a good point, Nellie. It's not, no, I can't do this. I can't do this now. Yeah. Our life goes, you know, it changes, it evolves. Life never stays the same. If you're having a really hard time right now, that's okay. Work through it. It'll get better, but not if you just sit there and feel sorry for yourself, right? Mm -hmm. You just keep moving and get clarity. Okay, I can't do this now, but what can I do? Yeah. And move forward. If if Tony and I hadn't got divorced, we wouldn't be married. If that consultant hadn't fired us, the dream manager would never have happened. I mean, it's just constantly the things that have been difficult have brought us to a better place because we start asking the questions, okay, what do we have to do so this never happens again? Yes. So Tony and I go to see a relationship coach once a month. Good for you. We want to keep, and I go to a chiropractor once a month. I want my body aligned and I want my relationship aligned. Yes, (laughs) definitely. So we, um, I was just, I had, I had something sparked in my brain that you said, and now I kind of forget it because I'm a little overwhelmed. But, um, so if someone feels a little bit stuck right now, mm-hmm. what can you tell them? And then can you tell us about your book? Because I would say just from, if I didn't know you and know what I knew about you, I would say to you just from this conversation, girl, you've got to write a book. <laughs> and you did. Thank you. Appreciate that. I did. It's called Changing Directions. Changing Directions. 10 Choices That Impact Your Dreams. Okay. And the number one thing that you have to do to live a life beyond your wildest dreams is to embrace change. Embrace change. Because it doesn't matter if you make a list of a hundred things that you want to have happen in your life, Mm -hmm. but you're not willing to change anything that you're doing now, your life is perfectly designed for the results that you're getting. So if you want something different, you have to do something different. And it starts with embracing change. Wow. And that is not always easy. Easy doesn't mean simple. It doesn't mean right. Sometimes the most difficult thing, there's not an Olympian that had it easy to win those medals. Amen. Is there there one moment in your mind or experience that was maybe the hardest or on the top? Can you give us one of the harder things that you've had to go through and decisions you've had to make? Oh, there's been so many. So many difficult I mean, ones. Being 30 but years old, when I was 30. That, that had to have been the toughest. I mean, when, it's, it's a life-changing moment for you. When I was 30, I had an, an emotional breakdown. <laughs> and was like, and, and I, similarly, I don't have any kids. Yeah. I was living a pretty great life now looking back. Yeah. Um, but I didn't like the direction my life was going in. I knew that something had to change. I was having so much fun. And things were really easy, but I wasn't fulfilled, and I mm. knew I needed more. Easy doesn't always mean fulfilled, does it? No. Yeah, no, not at all. And even people in the community where I was living, everyone thought that I was like just this great person in the community or whatnot. But really, I was like, I just need more, and I want more. And I knew that the life I was living wasn't going to give it to me. Right. So I went on this personal journey change and did all this stuff. And I would say since then, it is, it, that decision led me to where I am now. Mm-hmm. But it was not... I mean, that decision and what and what that brought me through was nothing compared to what I've been through since I made that decision. Exactly. Like it's so many people play video games, and I remember 
No, among the kids, I played a little bit of Mario Brothers here or there, right? Yeah, you go. So you go through, and this got this fun little music, and you beat one world, and then you go to the next world, Mm -hmm. and it's more difficult. Yeah. But there's more bonuses. So you go through that world, and there's another world. There's always another level. And I think that's really the way our life is. You know, we're at where we're at. But if we want something more, we have to do the hard work to get to the next level, mm-hmm. whether it's taking classes or taking some workshops or having difficult conversations. And I think the most part, what I found, and I read three books about how to have difficult conversations so I could learn how to be better at it. Yeah. Because they suck. It's not fun having a difficult conversation with a, an employee, a family member, a customer, but being true to ourselves is what will bring more fulfillment yeah. rather than being what somebody else wants us to be. We have made, we have tried to make customers happy a lot over the years, but our strongest and best relationships are the ones that will say, no, I don't see it the same way. Yeah. You know, I, you know, I appreciate you sharing what you think, but this is where we're at and how we got here. Now, how can we get to where we want to be? Yeah, and take, just it's it's not not taking it personal, yeah. not making you statements and attacking somebody else, but being responsible for ourselves and where we're at and doing it in a way that is not attacking somebody is so difficult to switch to because that's not the way any of us were raised. And that's not the way any TV show plays out. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> not at all. I like to live. Um, I have these. A couple of sayings in life that I remind myself every day, and I actually have them tattooed on my body. Do you really? Yes. Live to be free is what I live my life by. That like, if you just stay true to yourself, then you then it does create so much freedom. Yes. And opens your brain space up and life up in general and happiness. And also, I am love. Keep saying like, I am love. And if you approach everything um, with love first, and I feel like it just softens the blow. And and with Makes being love means being respectful yeah. and not assuming. I think one of the books that really changed my life was um, Don Miguel Ruiz, The Four Agreements. And it's like, n- never assume. Don't take anything personal. Always be your best and keep your word impeccable. Those are tough. Those are tough things. If you, if, as he says in the book, if you just take away, wipe away everything you've learned in your life and make those four things your base foundation. Yeah. I mean, just not taking things personal. Can you imagine how different uh, the politics would be in the world today? Oh my gosh, <laughs> the world would be. We're not, that's all, that's all we're going to say there. <laughs> like, but and never to assume. We always assume somebody else's behavior is what we think it is. Yeah. Their, their intentions versus finding out what the reality is. So why did you say that, Natalie? I'm not sure I understand. <laughs> it's not that difficult yeah. to question in a, in a respectful way. Oh, my gosh. And then you let it eat away at you. Exactly. That's where, girl, Mary Miller, thank you so much. This has been amazing. So, Mary Miller, you are, she's, you're very award-winning. So I have, um, like, 17 awards written down. <laughs> It's going to take me about three minutes to um, go through, but this is amazing. Smart Business Magazine. So you're known internationally yeah. and obviously locally. The Cincinnati Business Courier, um, the YMCA, Chamber of Commerce, Girl Scouts. I was a Girl Scout. I made yeah. a cadet. Awesome. Yay. 
uh, Enterprising Women, the Inquirer, ISSA, um, Hygiena. That's our industry. We have a special program for women in our industry. Cool. And uh, Hygiena is like a Greek thing about hygiene. Hygiene. It makes sense. Exactly. Um, Entrepreneur Award in the city of Norwood. You've a Lifetime Achievement Award. By EY. That one hit me. The EY Entrepreneur of the Year wrote, every entrepreneur knows about EY's Entrepreneur of the Year Yes. And a couple years ago, I was so honored to receive the Lifetime Achievement Award. Yeah. I did say, besides thank you very much, I'm not old enough to have Lifetime Achievement (laughs) You do have a lot of spunk in you. It is like, it's insane. (laughs) You and my mom are the same age. No way. I like, can't even hold on, but I'm not stopping there. You were the YMCA Career Woman of Achievement honoree mm-hmm. 2013-2019. Jan Coa received the WE Celebrate Women Award, Celebrate Women Owned Business of the Year Award. Yeah. Wow, and I think that's just some of them. One, one of the ones that really hit me was, and they're all honors, and it's, it's because of my team. I mean, yeah. I am grateful for everything that we've achieved, but if I didn't have a great team, I wouldn't look this good, you know? They they yeah. do their hard work, and I do mine. But Mount, the College of Mount St. Joseph honored me with a, a doctorate of humane letters. Wow, congrats. So I got, exactly that, that? I got that a month after my father passed. Oh, and my mom was able to be there. I gave the, I spoke to the graduates that year, and it was so cool, and, and to receive that because now, I I got married at 17. I didn't I finished high school but I didn't go to college and I was divorced by 19. Wow. And then I turned 30 and left my second marriage. So I've always been one of those people that had to do what needed to be done to to feed the family and keep life going. Yeah. And to receive recognition to receive a doctorate I had never worn a cap and gown. I graduated after summer school from high school, so I didn't even have a cap and gown for high school. So that receiving the doctorate was was a pretty amazing experience. Well, congratulations! I've been very blessed, but I'm I'm just so grateful for this community and for our team, and for the opportunity to get more people excited about what's possible in their lives. Well, we are all lucky to have you. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you. To get to know you. Mary Miller. Mary is known for her positive outlook to desire to help others realize their uniqueness and personal power. Amen. And how can anybody, can, can we follow you on Instagram, on Facebook? I am. I am on uh, Twitter, Mary underscore dreams. Okay. I believe that's what I am on Instagram too. I recently changed that. Ah. It should be Mary underscore dreams. Mary underscore dreams big. Amen. Hot spouse app. What is that? Oh, my husband and I are working on a prod. One of our projects is the hot spouse program to bring fun and excitement in a committed relationship. You guys, stop <laughs> it. I love you. Very Mary, cool. thank you. I feel like we could continue to talk. Probably. We'll have to have you back. <laughs> Mary Miller, everybody, thank you for listening to the Person of Interest podcast. Uh, I'm Natalie Jones. Jeff Thomas will be back at some point. But for now, it's me and Mary. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yes. Remember, dream big, have fun, and go after those dreams. Amen. Absolutely. These are the people behind the stories that matter to you. Thanks for listening to Q102's Person of Interest with Jeff Thomas. Yeah.